God is good. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Colossians. I had an interesting week. I went to uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana to Jimmy Swaggart's and then went down to New Orleans or Nolens, and I went to the uh, French Quarter to Bourbon Street where every preacher should go. But I just went early. I went like 11 a.m. And, and I enjoyed the historic tour, but they were getting cranked at 11 a.m. So I got out of there before long. But uh, anyhow, very interesting week. Very, thank you all for praying for me. Colossians chapter 3, first verse says, I'm going to read. We got, I think, one verse on the screen, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read a few surrounding it. Colossians 3, 1. If, if then you were raised with Christ... Seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. So if you've been born again, you've been raised with him spiritually, from the spiritual dead to life spiritually. And he's saying if that's the case, then, then let's, let's, let's get it up. Let's, let's lift our whole view of existence. Let's get up in the third heaven where he is. And let's live from that perspective. Verse 2, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Set your mind on things above not on things on the earth. I'm going to preach a series in January called It Matters. And I'm going to start with the thought realm. Our thoughts matter, our words matter, our actions matter, our habits matter. Because we live in uh, such an age really saturated with social media, and I am guilty. But it's interesting in social media, you don't have to have a relationship with anyone, but you can still say whatever you want to. And it's like opened up like a Pandora's box of just everybody's thought and everybody's words and coming at us and, you know, just crazy stuff. So, so I just wanted to start off the year saying, you know, what you think really matters? What, what thoughts you allow rental space in your mind actually matter and have implications. Not only that, your words matter. My gosh, what we say matters. The Bible says we're going to give account for every word. It matters. Our actions matter. Sometimes people live as though what they do doesn't matter. It doesn't kiss my life and my life is my life and my truth is my truth. But all that matters, guys. It really matters. So what Paul is saying here in Colossians is, once you've been saved, you've had a reworking in your spirit man. Your spirit man has come to life, and now you've been birthed anew by the power of the Holy Spirit. And now that you've been birthed anew, you're not the same person you used to be. He said in 2 Corinthians 5.17, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. There's a newness to you. There's new clothes. Put off the old man, Paul talked about. 
You know, this is old holiness teaching. You know, now we've come to Christ. Now it's time to put off the world and put off the ways of the past and put off the deadness. Because he said, now you're dead. Our life is now hidden with Christ. We've died. We've died. So what can the world do to a dead man? If you're dead, you're dead to all that stuff. And you're made alive to Christ. So thoughts matter. So I'm going to give you three ways and three things that, that I thought of as, as ways to turn around your thoughts in this new year. And why, don't, why not let's start the new year right and get in, our, get in our thought processes and get it set and calibrated right so we can live the rest of the year in victory. Amen. Come on, somebody. Punch your neighbor and say, does that sound like a winning combo right there? Okay, number one, we need to repent. We need to repent. Jesus said, or the Bible says in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, from that time Jesus began to preach and say, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He began to preach and say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven, an imperative verb. And repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And we've often thought of repentance as a confessing our sins. You know, you confess sin and that is repentance. Well, it's part of it, I think. But if you actually look at the Greek term that's used here, repentance means a changing of your mind. A changing of your mind and a turning around and walking in a different direction. You were going one way, now you've changed your mind and you're turning, and you're walking another way. That is one way to look at repentance. So I think when we get saved, that, that there is, there is a, 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 and I want to say cataclysmic, but that's the wrong word. There's a major event that happens <coughs> where your thinking gets shifted because your spirit man is born again. And now you're taken and seated with Christ in the heavenly places. And now we can view things through a different set of lens than we could view things before. So before, maybe you encountered situations in life or you encountered disease and sickness or you encountered disappointment or you encountered uh, problems in your family or you encountered financial issues or you encountered... I don't know, discouragement or closed doors or whatever. Maybe you, you just thought, this is the end of it all. I can't see beyond this, and I can't make it beyond this, and, and there's no other help anywhere. But now that you're born again, you've been seated with Christ in heavenly places, and now you've put on a different set of lenses, and you see things differently. Now you're looking not up at your problems, but you're looking down at your problems now. And now you've entered your, your situation not from the standpoint of defeat, but you've entered your situation from the standpoint of victory because you realize the fight has already been fixed some 2,000 years ago and our adversary has already been defeated and now everything that comes my way, whatever comes my way, the grace of God is bigger than anything the devil or the world can throw at me. Come on, somebody, shout hallelujah. 
Set your mind on things above. Set your mind on things above. Repent and start thinking in a different way in this year. Come on. If you think the same thoughts that you've always thought, you'll probably get the same results you've always gotten. But if you want to shift your results, you need to start in the mind and start thinking different thoughts. And thoughts matter. What you start, what you think on, what you give rental space in your brain, what you think on matters because what you think about is usually what you end up doing. So if you think about bad things all the time, you usually will end up depressed or discouraged or disappointed. But if you think about things from a heaven's perspective and think about positive things, you'll probably end up doing some great and overcoming a lot of stuff in your life. Thoughts matter. You know, years ago, uh, Ted Bundy was, a, was an infamous serial killer. And he was, of course, placed on death row. And he was eventually executed. But before he died, James Dobson did an interview with him. James Dobson of Focus on the Family. And he did an interview because I think he'd become a Christian at some point. Anyhow, Dobson did an interview with him and said, how did you get to the point you got to of committing those heinous crimes? I mean, how did you get there? And he said it all began with looking at soft pornography. That's where it all began. I began looking at soft pornography, and then after a while, the soft pornography wouldn't satisfy, so I got to harder and then harder and harder pornography. And then it got to the point where that wouldn't satisfy, because you can't satisfy spirit that I had to start acting out those things that I was actually viewing. And so it led to him being a mass murderer. All began in the thought process. It all began in the mind. Repent and take on heaven's mindset in your life. Second thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to re-educate then your mind. Because salvation really is spoken of in three tenses, I think, in the New Testament. First, there's past tense. You have been saved. Then there's a present active tense. You are being saved. You're working out your own soul salvation. And then there's a future tense. We will be saved when it's all said and done and he comes back for us. That's the full deliverance and full manifestation of our salvation. So we're in the process of now of working out our soul salvation. And since we're in that process, one of the biggest keys is given to us in Romans 12.1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be metamorpho in Greek. Be transformed. Let a metamorphosis happen, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So don't be conformed. Don't accept it. Don't swallow the pill of everything the world system tells you. You don't have to. But you can test everything by the Word of God. 
And the Word of God can tell us and give us the discernment and sharpen us enough that we can then decide, is this of God or is this not of God? Is this righteous or is this not righteous? Is this the path I should be walking on or is this not the path I should be walking on? And that takes some time and effort of getting into the Word and letting the Word sharpen you and let it refine your thought processes to where now you think Scripture. I remember when I first became a minister and was ordained in our conference that I would go to these ministers' luncheons and I would go play golf sometimes with the old guys. They would call me. The older ministers would call me. And I would go out with them. And I noticed I I love being around them because a lot of their language was Scripture. They had been in Scripture so much that when they would talk, it would just come out as Bible verses. And I noticed the older I get, the more I'm doing that with my kids. Look what happened. Well, you know what the Word says. I hope it don't sound cheesy, but it just starts coming out once you've been in it and you've been immersing and soaking in that for so long, it just starts coming out Scripture because it's been fashioning my mind. And your mind's not just your brain. Scripturally, in ancient philosophy, the mind is part of the soul. The mind is part of the soul, and the soul is made up of spirit, of, of, of rather uh, thought and thoughts and will and uh, emotions and intellect really all are in the soul realm. And so I started noticing that, you know, I, I love emotions and we have an emotional church and I think it's great. You can dance, you can shout, you can cry, you can lift your hands or do none of the above. I mean, you're open and free in this church to do that. Amen? So we're a very emotional church, but yet God speaks to the Spirit. A can, the candle of man, the Spirit of man rather, is the candle of the Lord. The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. So deep calls on the deep at the noise of your water spouts, O God. And God's Spirit calls to our spirit. And I've noticed that God speaks and sometimes it's just a knowing and it doesn't have to have emotions attached to it. It might, but it doesn't have to. Because the battlefield really becomes in the mind, in the soul realm. It's where Satan comes and attacks you, is in the soul realm. Attacking your emotions, attacking your intellect, attacking your will. That's where he comes and fights you. So to be properly armored, you need to clothe yourself with the Word of God. So when those attacks come, you have an immediate response in the Word of God. Like Jesus did. Command these stones to be made bread. Surely you're hungry. No, the Word says man shall live not by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Well, cast yourself down from the pinnacle of the temple, for surely Psalm 91 says that if you cast your foot against a stone, He'll give you angels to take charge over you. He said, no, the Word says you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Then He took him to the high mountain and He showed him all of the kingdoms of the earth. And Satan said, surely if you bow down and worship Me, I'll give you all these kingdoms. And He said, get behind Me, Satan, hallelujah, because I'm going to serve the Lord God and Him only will I serve. Every time was followed with a scripture. The scripture was the ammunition. It was the, the, the recourse that came against Satan. And you have to get your mind trained, re-educated, and re-educate your soul man to where when you're attacked, you have that response. You receive a negative doctor's report. Well, okay, okay, I understand that. Now I know how to pray. 
Now I know how to pray because my Bible says by your stripes I am healed and my Bible says I am the Lord that healeth thee and my Bible says if any sick among you let him call for the elders of the church anointing them with oil and praying the prayer of faith and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and my Bible says Jesus went about doing good healing all those that were oppressed of the devil in Acts 10 38 and my Bible says the apostles healed the sick and Jesus healed the sick and we're to heal the sick. So I don't, don't accept the report. I talked to a really, really uh, famous author the other day. Who's, he's a Christian. He's written on health, and he's written on uh, like healthy eating and nutrition and all this kind of stuff. And I talked to him. I was fascinated. I got to meet him. And uh, anyhow, during the conversation, I said, you know, when you go to the oncologist and you receive that, that negative report, I said, it's almost like a, it's like a death blow, man. And he said, well, if you allow it to be that. He said, because when you receive that kind of negative judgment from an authority, it has power in your life. If you receive that kind of negative judgment from an authority, it has power in your life. You have to come against that with a higher authority and say, now, Lord, I believe in the authority of your word, and I receive your word over that. That's good preaching. That's that's not even mine. I'm taking credit for it. Come on, we have a higher authority, and it's the Word of God. Re-educate your mind. Re-educate your mind. A door closes for you. Oh my gosh, it's over. Everybody hates me. Nothing's going to happen good in my life. You need to say, Lord, I thank you for the closed door. Hallelujah. If you close one door, that means you've got a better door waiting for me down the road just a few bit, few paces, and in a little bit, I'm going to walk through that better door, God. And this is an old cliche, but sometimes unanswered prayers are blessings because you realize later on, oh my God, I could have gotten in a mess or I could have been in the wrong position or I could have been in the wrong place or I could have taken on the wrong responsibility. But Lord, you had mercy on me. And I'd re-educated my mind enough to discern that a closed door isn't always a no from the Lord. It's sometimes just a semicolon. It's not a period. It's sometimes just take a pause Because the period isn't yet in your life. Things go bad financially for you. You have to declare bankruptcy. You go into all kinds of problems. Hey, no shame in that. But my Bible says, He shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory. And even though I've received a bad report or I've gone through a bad situation in life, you know what? I'm going to take the authority of the Word of God over that and I'm going to let it dictate my life. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You know, there's a people a lot less talented than you who have done amazing things just because they were faithful and in the right place at the right time and had the right ear tuned into God at the right time. And, you know, ah. come on, shout it with me. Re-educate. Re-educate your mind. I was listening to a podcast the other day working out, and I told Axel about it. I said, I was listening to this Catholic bishop who's brilliant, by the way, and he was talking about how we should not withhold from youth the deep theological and philosophical truths. Because often people think, well, if I'm ministering to some people younger, I need to dumb everything down. I just think that's travesty. 
Because he said, you know what? The problem is they're not introduced to the five arguments for the existence of God that we learn, learn out of medieval, medieval philosophy. Or they're not introduced to the strong doctrines of the Bible. So what happens statistically is youth leave church. Now, I've seen it at Fountain of Life, and, I've, and statistically it's there. You leave church, and then they're gone because they don't have the foundation to handle when they walk into a university campus and a biology professor rips apart everything they've learned about God. Or a philosophy professor tears down everything they've learned about God. Well, I'm telling you what, we have such a great philosophical and theological tradition, all you need to do is get in it and learn it. And I guarantee you it's higher than what they're teaching. I guarantee, I've been there. Been there to the end of it, and I guarantee you it's better than what they're doing. Some guy told me the other day, he said, well, my son's into this certain type of thinking and he's really intellectual and he's studied a lot. And I said, he hasn't studied enough. He needs to go a little bit deeper. Oh, hallelujah. Did I lose you or are you still with me on 2022? Or our kids graduate and they go into the army and they get yelled at at 5 o'clock in the morning and they encounter tough situations and they, don't have, they, don't, they, they didn't get that rooting system in them to ground them, to go out and to be able to handle that and to be able to take that, man, no, we need to expose, we need to educate. We need to re-educate our minds and educate our kids so as long as they're under your roof, they breathe your air, they take up your rental space, they're going to church. They're going to live right. They're going to do what you command as long as they're under your roof. If you haven't heard that in a while, I give you permission for it right now. When they get out, they can do what they want to, but they still got you nagging and praying and sicking the Holy Ghost on them. And after a while, if they do turn away, God's going to bring them back in and bring them back in to their calling and purpose. Why? Because you've educated them the way you've been educating yourself. And don't stop. Read through the Bible this year. Do a Bible reading plan this year. Come on. It's better than TikTok. I guarantee you. How much time do we spend online and on social media? Hans included. I was, you know, I went and ate phenomenal Cajun food this week, and I I was by myself, so I'm sitting by myself, and I'm just noticing, I'm looking around at restaurants, and I'm noticing everyone's on their phone pretty much, and I was on my phone, and how, how much time do we give to this, and how much rental space in our brains do we give to this, what if we could take an hour of that and just give to scripture, or take a couple hours of it and give it to prayer, or take... 30 minutes of it, and give it to Plato. Give it to Aristotle. Read great books. Think great thoughts. Get your mind out of the gutter. Re-educate yourself. Let the Word of God take control of your thought processes. So when you stand in the storm, you know you're going to make it because there's no turning back for you now. You know you've died to the world. You're alive to Christ. You're seated in the heavenly places with Him. You've re-educated your mind. You're so full of the Word of God, the devil touches you, it comes out Scripture. The storms come and, and, and beat and batter your ship, it comes out Scripture. Disappointment comes, it comes out Scripture in response. And you always win when you're in that state of mind. Come on, somebody. Shout hallelujah. Repent and change your thinking. Re-educate your mind. And then finally, I don't know any other way to say it, you have to then fight. And you have to fight in the battlefield of the mind. Because the war is in the mind. Notice 2 Corinthians 10. 
For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. He's talking about the battlefield of the mind. Pulling down strongholds and arguments and thoughts that exalt themselves against your obedience to Christ. So the battlefield is in the mind. It always begins in the mind. Sin begins in the mind. Righteousness begins, or righteous actions I should say, begin in the mind. That is the battlefield. Satan's going to come against you in the mind, in the soul realm, and try to attach himself to the soul realm. This is why you need to do warfare. You need to post some scriptures on some refrigerator door. You need to post some scriptures on some steering wheels. Just don't look at it too much, but you get the idea. You need to get some Bible app going on your phone. You need to listen to preaching. You need to go to bed sometimes watching something godly or listening to something that's godly. You need to saturate your home with some praise and worship. Turn off the death metal. I'm just having fun. But anyhow, you need to saturate your house with worship. It changes the atmosphere and changes the whole situation of your of your of your thing you're wrestling with. When you walk into a problem, realize I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight. God's birthed me as a warrior, and now I'm gonna fight. I've been born into a war zone, and now I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight for my life. I'm gonna fight for my spiritual health. I'm gonna fight for my family. I'm gonna fight for victory. I've already won the victory before I get into it, but I'm gonna fight anyhow. I'm gonna keep fighting. I'm I'm going to keep fighting. I'm going to keep fighting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to fight till they put me in the grave or he comes after me. One or the other. Why? Because I'm a winner. I'm not a loser. Hallelujah. I'm a victor. I'm not defeated. I'm blessed. I'm not cursed. Come on, God's favors on me. So I'm going to fight that way. I'm going to fight like I'm healed. I'm going to fight like I'm prosperous. I'm going to fight like I'm blessed. I'm going to fight like I'm overcoming. Come on, somebody. Get it up and get that fight back in you this year. That in 2022, you're determining that you're going to overcome everything Satan throws your way. Give him a praise. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, shout it out. I got my mind made up. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, I got my mind made up. To fight properly, you have to have the mindset of a warrior. So I think it was Cortez years ago who was, you know, in the Spanish uh, conquistadors when they came to Latin America and all that. I, when, when he, I think it was Cortez who came to a certain island, and when he came to the island, all of his soldiers got off the ship, and they went, you know, on land, and then Cortez had all the ships burned behind them. They burnt the ships. So all chance and hope of escape was obliterated. So those guys had to fight because there was no other option. And Cortez knew if they had no other option, they'd really fight. Because it's not like we're going to fight a little bit and you know, then we can run back to the ship. No, it's like, oh, holy smoke. I'm fighting for my life right now. And it became a whole different level of intensity. That's the way you and I are in the spirit realm. 
Jesus said, anyone taking hold of the plow and look, looking back isn't worthy or fit for the kingdom of heaven. You've got to keep, keep hold of the plow and you just got to keep going forward. There is no reverse. I'm telling you, you don't have reverse. Get it out of your mind. Get plan B out of your mind. There's no reverse. There's no going back now. You're going to plow. You're going to hit some rocks. You're going to hit some roots. You're going to have some rough days, but you're going to keep plowing. You're going to keep going and keep going and keep going. You're not, turn, you're not going to be like Lot's wife who turned around, turned to a pillar of salt. You're not going to be like the traveling companions of Paul who said they love the world and they've left the faith for the world. You're not going to be like those guys. You're going to make it. Come on, every one of you in this room, I just declare it over your life. You're going to make it. I'm going to see you on the other side. We're going to make it into God's destiny and God's purpose. We're going to accomplish what he's called us to accomplish in 2022. And I know we had a rough year in 2020 and 2021, but look what great things God did. I mean, God did stuff in my life. It's absolutely amazing. I can only dream of what he's going to do this year in 2022. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Hold on while I get on my phone. As I was just preaching, this is how I ended 2021. This is from some pastors in Asia who wrote me at a, at a crusade I recently preached. Greetings to you, dear pastor. What a blessed time it was. We had over 113 souls get saved. I'm preaching in the office. They're projecting it on a bed sheet. One lady who had a tumor under her feet was unable to walk, got healed and started walking. One person who had evil spirits for 17 years got healed. And one person who had an issue in his skin, and his skin had bleeding, and it was coming out, and his skin started healing right there. One lady who had two tumors on her arm got healed. Over 99 healing testimonies. 113 saved and 99 healing testimonies. What is God going to do in 2022? What is God going to do in 2022? I'm going to fight, man. I'm going to keep fighting. You're going to keep fighting. You're born to fight. You're born to win. Come on, it's in you to win. Battles in the mind, you're going to start with your thought processes and change them. If you've had self-defeating thoughts, cast them out right now. Get, Get the Word of God in you. Start listening to faith people. Stop listening to doubting people. Listen to some strong faith people. I've been through all kinds of education, and some of my friends can't believe, I guess, I hang out with the people I hang out with. But I told them, I said, listen, I have intellectual, academic-like friends. I have a bunch of guys in the denomination I love, but I choose to hang out with my faith friends. I choose to hang out with those guys who see miracles, signs, and wonders, who move in the miraculous, who believe in the Holy Ghost, who believe Jesus is coming soon, who believe in world missions and have a fire in their heart to win people to Christ. That's who I choose to hang out with. And I'm telling you, you if you're new to this church. That's what this church is. We've all, we're, we're too far gone now. We're not going back to anything else. I'm not going back to dead church. I'm not going back to dead religion. I'm not going back to traditionalism. I'm free in the Holy Ghost and I'm going only stronger and only further and only wilder. Hallelujah. 
Why? Because my God is a flaming fire. Hallelujah. He's a consuming fire. And he's made all of his ministers flames of fire and ministering spirits. Glory to God. Hallelujah, somebody. I'm going to fight and I'm going to win. I'm an overcomer. It's in my DNA to overcome. It's in my DNA to win. Hallelujah. Casting down every thought that tries to come against my faith. Casting down every imagination that comes against my faith. Come on, somebody stand to your feet and say, this year I'm entering on the winning side. Come on, somebody. you got to have your mind made up when you get into the battle that you're going to win. You think about Daniel. Daniel had his mind made up. The government told him, you cannot pray. He was evidently a wealthy, powerful, governmental figure. So what did he do? He went back to his town home in Babylon and went up to the second floor and opened the window and prayed as he had been trained to do as a Jew. And he prayed three times a day with his face toward Jerusalem, remembering the prophetic words of Isaiah and Jeremiah that one day God would restore Israel's fortune and bring them back to the holy land like God had originally intended. He was praying those prophetic prayers and those prophetic declarations. Come on, some of you need to go back and dig up some of that stuff in your life that was spoken over you. And you need to do warfare with those prophetic words. Come on, somebody. And you need to begin declaring, God, I'm a winner, and I'm going to win in this situation. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were fighters. They showed up, and the king said, well, when, when when the music plays, everyone must bow down and worship this idol. But one day the music played, and I love to imagine it as if they were in an open courtyard, that the music played one day, and everybody hit their face. But here were these three boys. looking at each other like no way and no way we're going to bow to this stuff so they brought them in do you know what you've done your punishment is to be thrown into the fiery furnace and one of the greatest statements of faith in the bible they looked at the king and said oh king our god is more than able to deliver us from this fire whether he does or not in his hands but he's more than able But nevertheless, we're not going to bow down to your stupid idol. We're going to trust in our God. Yeah! And they fought. And the Bible says that they, they cranked it up hotter, seven times hotter. Why? Because they were so ticked off. And as they walked down, the men marching them down got consumed by the fire. The boys' bands burnt off them. Oh, hallelujah. And then the king looked over and he saw these three boys. You know, there's Shadrach and there's Meshach and there's Abednego. Who's the fourth guy? Because he looks like the son of God. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know, the Bible didn't, but you know the Bible didn't say their clothes burn off of them. Only their bondage burn off of them. Oh, come on, somebody. 
Come on, when you determine to fight and you determine that there's no going back and you determine that your mind is made up, you can go into the fire and all that's going to come out, you're going to come out and all that's going to stay in the fire is all the bondage you left behind. The bondage of compromise. The bondage of giving in. The bondage of peer pressure that you fall to. You're walking out of that purified. Hallelujah. You're coming out like pure gold. Glory to God. I feel like running around this parking lot this morning. Come on, somebody raise a shout in here. Come on, just raise a shout. Hallelujah. Your mind's made up. There's no reverse in your car. There's no going back now. You've come too far. He's brought us thus far. He's not going to let us go now. We're going to make it all the way. We're making it to the finish line. Come on, somebody help me preach this morning. I'm making it all the way. We're going to high five on the other side. We're going to celebrate. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody give him a shout. Come on, turn around, turn around, tell about five people. My mind's made up. Come on, testify. My mind's made up. Come on, tell five more people. You just need to do it in Jesus' name. My mind's made up. Come on, my mind's made up. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, let's pray, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, my mind's made up. I'm shaking off compromise. Oh, hallelujah. I'm leaving it behind. I'm leaving it in 2021. Hallelujah. This is a year of obedience. This is a year of the word of the Lord coming to pass in my life. This is a year of me going to the next level. Hallelujah. This is a year of me looking down from third heaven on all of my stuff. This is a year of victory, God. This is a year of new connections, God. This is a year of the open door. Hallelujah. This is a year of divine healing. This is a year of prosperity. This is a year of, of kingdom expansion. Come on. This is a year with the prophetic stuff coming to pass in my life. This is a year where I'm going into the new season. Come on, somebody. Come on, stir it up and begin praying. Turn to five people and say, this is your year. Come on, we're leaving the past behind. Discouragement behind. Somebody needs to get turned loose in here. I don't know. Come on, you just need to get turned loose. Come on, get out of those chairs and get out of that, get out of those seats and just give God praise right now. Come on, just declare this is my year. Hallelujah. Compromises on.
on, somebody give a shout to the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, we're dancing with the Lord here, not with the opposite sex. Come on. about 60 more seconds and here's the deal some of y'all say well that's just not me pastor I don't get into church like that well what if I come to your house on Super Bowl Sunday or when your favorite college team is playing I I, I hope you don't sit there just quiet and like a deadhead I hope you have some emotion in it man and get in it you know when University of Kentucky would play everybody my brother would sit in the room and everybody would leave him Because it got wild, man. I'm, you know, passionate. Come on, why don't you take about 60 seconds and just give God your best praise. Come on, you're going to do some warfare in the spirit right now. Hallelujah. Oh, something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. 
Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Say something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Something happens when I call your name. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together, give the Lord a praise. Father, we bless you. Come on, every hand lifted. Father, we bless you and we thank you, Lord, for changing our thoughts, changing our minds. And we begin this year, Lord, we begin this year on the right foot that we begin thinking your thoughts. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Lord, I do pray for those who have really been struggling in, their, in, their, in the battlefield of the mind. Lord, I pray for them this morning. I pray the revelation of your word opens up to them and they see, God, where their victory lies. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pulling down every thought, every high thing. Mm, hallelujah. God, we give you praise. We give you praise right now. Oh, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody, pray with me. Father, sanctify me. Sanctify my mind. Sanctify my thoughts. Let my thoughts be your thoughts. Let my ways be your ways. Lord, I repent for giving too much space for thoughts that are not of you. Let this year be different. Let this year start off right, Lord. Thinking your thoughts. Now I submit myself to you and to your Lordship. Have your way over my life. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we bless you right now. 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 Here's what I want. I want the altar workers to join me, but, but maybe get on the sides because we're going to leave the majority of this altar for everybody to come and pray. So you see these altar workers with the lanyards. They're here to pray with you guys. If somebody has a specific need or you, you, you want to accept the Lord today, if, you, if you've not gotten your life right with Jesus, today's the day to do it. Today's the day to say, I'm going to march down to this altar and I'm giving my heart to the Lord. I'm going to have these folks pray for me. They can lead me through this. I'm telling you. God is, what a way to start off the new year. I I had a young lady from the area contact the church on Facebook Messenger yesterday. And so I'm in an airport yesterday and was able to lead her to Christ through Facebook Messenger. And it, 
And it's not, it's not brain surgery, you know? The more I do the overseas crusades, the simpler I get. Lord, forgive me of sin. Jesus, I accept you into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Now help me live it, Lord, and walk on. And you start that process right there. Amen? So these folks are here to pray for you this morning if you have specific needs. But I'm going to ask that the rest of us do something. Come on, it's, it's 1227. If you need to go get your kids, go get your kids. Don't honor our children's workers, please. But the rest of you, I'm going to ask that you do something. I'm going to ask that we all find a place at the altar and we kneel. These guys will have a space around them to pray for needs. But I'm going to ask the rest of us to come and kneel and say, God, I'm going to submit myself to you in this new year, 2022. This is your year. You might want to kneel at your seat. You might want to kneel in the aisle. Or if you're not able to, just stand with us. But let's, let's, close, this, let's close this service today just in coming to the Lord and saying, God, now I submit my life to you. If we can keep the music right here, it would be perfect. So come on, everybody that will. Come on, listen. We close the early service like this. I want to close this service. Just finding a place to pray and say, Now, Father, I've shouted. I've declared your word. Now submit my life to you completely. In the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us online. And I hope the message was a real blessing to you. You know, eternity is a real thing. You're going to spend eternity somewhere. According to the scriptures, you spend eternity in one of two places. First of all, heaven, Paul said to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. Or number two, in hell. Uh, Jesus talked about the rich man who went to hell and was in great torment. He was begging Abraham to send someone, a messenger, to tell his family. Well, listen, you're hearing the message today. Eternity is real, and you're going to spend it in one of two places. So why don't let's decide right now, me and you, that you're going to spend it in heaven. How do you do that? You accept Jesus into your heart. Open up your heart and say, Lord, come in. Cleanse me of all sin. I accept you as my Lord and take the throne of my life as yours. Okay? So let's pray right now. Just pray with me right where you are. Just repeat this. Father in heaven, I I remove myself from the throne of my heart. And Jesus, I invite you to sit on the throne of my heart. Forgive me of all sin. Wash me in your precious blood. And I accept your sacrifice for me. And I thank you, Lord, for cleansing me, for saving me, and for accepting me. In Jesus' name I pray. Can you say amen right where you're at? Hey, thank you for joining us. And please come back. Get in. Get in the Word. Get in the flow of the Spirit. And uh, we're just blessed to have you with us and look forward to seeing you the next time.